Hello, good evening. Today, I would like to talk about two ideas, one from Gottfried Semper on ornament and pattern making, and ideas in vernacular architecture as well, on one side. And, and another side is notes from Christopher Alexander's notes on the synthesis of form and what we can learn from this book uh, regarding form and context. These two things sets up the tone for this discussion on how vernacular architecture can inform architects and urban designers to design a better public realm. Why talk about this at all? We talk about this because we find, we keep on questioning, how come things are not, you know, we set up our best intentions. We think that it is the best of intentions, but you know, sometimes the best of intentions uh, does not make a good outcome, but this is something that we've been critical about. Uh, right in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, we have the River of Life project. And I visited this project uh, using my wheelchair and come up with a lot of unaccessible uh, design. Uh, the bridge, some parts where it stopped and I had to go down on steps along the river, which I thought it was seamless, but it wasn't. In fact, uh, Kuala Lumpur City Hall officer was with us and it was very interesting that he used this as a gauge for whether the, uh, whether the River of Life project is uh, accessible. And that was my experience. And also we noticed about a few other things, one of which there were still many homeless people sleeping on uh, benches there. And of course, uh, we hear of designing the benches so that people deter people from sleeping by having a handrail um, uh, across at certain points of the bench so that people can't put their body on top of it uh, full length and thus deterring them from sleeping on it. But I, I think I, I saw a homeless person sleeping there on that particular visit. And... The point I'm trying to make is um, we want to solve a certain problem, yeah? We, the, the, the city um, poses a lot, of pro a lot of issues and hence design problems for, for us to deal with. But we know that there are homeless people and we know that um, Kuala Lumpur is very much still a home rather than just a tourist destination, the center of Kuala Lumpur. And um, of course, many things have to be resolved in not only design-wise, but in otherwise, such as welfare services. When Christopher Alexander, uh, going back to the points that we said earlier, on the ideas from Alexander and Semper. In this regard, uh, when Christopher Alexander said, the ultimate object of design is form. 
Physical clarity cannot be achieved in a form until there is first some programmatic clarity in the designer's mind and actions. Every design problem begins with, with an effort to achieve fitness between two entities, the form in question and its context. If it was a private entity or our pub, uh, private realm, like in a house, we can have acts, uh, we can um, have a better control uh, as the owner of the house to what we, how we want to um, uh, achieve the fitness between form and context, obviously. We only can refer to us and the household in which we want to achieve this. But when it comes to the public realm, working with many actors and stakeholders, um, the urban designer um, need to actually consult as well and not work on their own when they design. Uh, accessibility is a big deal uh, in, to include everyone and able to resolve the design problems of inaccessibility before. So you don't want to create um, more problems, more design problems by thinking of it just a beautification project. When Semper talks about um, his ideas um, about architecture uh, is more of the cosmogenic uh, world, creative world, clear, uh, um, closer to dance and music rather than paint, painting and sculpture. If we were talking about the urban environment, the urban designers should try to achieve harmony in terms of making architecture and the urban design more tuned and fit to what the context need, the people need, rather than just doing a paint job, a beautification job, or putting sculptures and installations. And that's the problem with the outcome, the intent, there could be a problem in terms of intention, the wrong intention of wanting to beautify rather than trying to make it fit and designing for people. That it, and also the outcome shows it, you know, it is not a surprise. But maybe in the brief to Kuala Lumpur City Hall, they said, okay, we'll make it accessible. We'll make it um, people friendly inclusive for all, barrier-free, but the outcome did not happen. This lack of consultation, lack of uh, design development, detailed design on this aspect from the, the urban designer and the implementation of the river of life, for example. I'm just taking um, an example of a public realm that I have visited um, and and trying to look at these theories by Semper and Alexander. The other way is I could talk about is my students' work, but I think uh, giving this appraisal um, helps for us to think about whether the ideas of Semper and Alexander can be put into the urban design format. And Alexander did set out to, to, um, to tackle this in his book, Pattern Language. Subsequently, the humanist urban, um, the new urban, sorry, the new urbanism, not the humanist, but, uh, new urbanism, uh, 
uh, movements in the late, in the latter half of the last century and beginning of this century set out to not only architects but other um, other uh, members of the uh, of the built profession like the planners set out to make a better city the better city movement it's for people and and really is is a collaborative effort like all collaborative effort even from the very beginning in schools of architecture we we try to place importance on collaborative uh, collaborative methods of design um, rather than just in isol designing in isolation and coming up with a form driven architecture that is that has roots in being in, in artistic process um, meaning um, in being um, art and art architecture as art rather than architects as artists there are two different things really but um, my proposition here in this podcast is to talk about how vernacular architecture can inform architects to design a better public realm by listening into the words of Semper and Alexander, really. Alexander reminded that form is the solution to the problem and the context defines the problem. And context very much to do with background, environment, setting, framework, or surrounding of the events or occurrences. Uh, this is a very general description of context can, can be uh, dealt with even in uh, literature. But it, it just defines what context is. Simply context means circumstances forming a background of an event, idea, or statement in such a way as to enable the readers or the people who would be able to consume this idea to understand the narrative of, or a concept. So the context gives the narrative or the concept power. So, and like students of architecture, architects out there need to understand the significance of the place to provide how it could be enhanced. And the significance of the place is the gathering of people there, tourists or non-tourists, or people who live in that area. And there is the respect to the ecology, the existing ecological systems, or what is happening there. We can't deny that there are residences living in the center of Kuala Lumpur and trying to understand how to fit in the ecological system, which is the context, somehow to marry this with the form that you're giving to enhance the place to be more harmonious or to resolve the design problem is is, uh, something that in vernacular architecture has been done. In vernacular architecture, we learn from the past. We learn from the non-architects. For example, 
um, the non-architects. Use of local materials and knowledge. And without the supervision of professional architects. And most of vernacular architecture represents the majority of buildings and settlements. And there's a lot of it in the middle of Kuala Lumpur. Where there are buildings by non-architects created in pre-industrial societies. Include a very wide range of buildings, traditions and methods of construction. Learning from the past and certain principles of building materials, um, for example, from the Malay house, the traditional Malay house, you learn about the layout, not to be so compact and allowing for, not to be rigid, sorry, um, allowing for wind movement. Um, ventilation of the roof spaces, vegetation, the importance of vegetation. And what does the new landscape architecture do? The impact of people walking is usually at the pathways, but much of the other area can be very much green. And some people would thread on it. And somehow, I know that as a fact that officers from Kuala Lumpur City Hall told me that Sogo, where they have, uh, in front of Sogo Shopping Mall, they have area, a kind of a wide area of pavement, and there is also vegetation at the edge, and always being trampled on by marchers or people demonstrating there, for example. I think that uh, that is the circumstances. That is, you have to design for that. You have to design for the demonstrators and the marchers. And that's the design problem, the design problem, because you keep on wanting to have vegetation at that corner. It doesn't work. Have vegetation elsewhere, where it's more for recreational purposes. But that's the thing that doesn't fit in, the design problem, you know, the context uh, to the form that is eventually being done. So we can learn from uh, vernacular architecture and the non-architects, uh, lighting levels, glare, and shaded areas, and um, cross-ventilation, wind direction, ventilation with the body level and orientation. We can learn from all that to create a much more fitting uh, urban design and a better public realm. So this area about urban design, about how urban design should be approached, it's just the realm outside of private domain in which people congregate, interact. And this realm has a set of design problems and they are in an area where you don't want so much services, like the police services to monitor, or you don't want the um, traffic wardens, or you don't want the um, to have extra job or supervision, supervisors from the city hall 
why don't you create a harmonious environment? And this could happen when you actually deal with this design problem and deal with the context at hand and creating ideas and solutions that actually really actually truly solve these problems. So vernacular architecture has a story to tell, even though it's a public, it's basically to do with public how uh, private dwellings. So, okay. Thank you very much for listening in to this small podcast for our thoughts.